Coffee Podcast. It is Saturday night. We're in the cafe. We've been working all day. All day. Slang and Spro. And uh, last two days. Microphones. Last two days. This is day number two. Sorry, this podcast Cat is late. Cloud Cafe opening. We opened on Thursday. We passed our final health inspection Wednesday at about midday. And we're like, let's just open tomorrow. So we did. Yeah. Wait, did I say that? That was Thursday. Thursday. Thursday we passed. Thursday Friday we passed, we Friday we opened. Let's be real, though. We've been basically here 24-7 since Tuesday. And we have a couple things that we need to fix for health that are coming back on Monday. Yeah, so it's been a run, you guys. So thanks for listening, and thank you for uh, <laughs> letting us be a day late here. It's been a cool run, though. We decided kind of just to go for it. The town had been rolling through so much over the week as we were doing our training that we had our coffee, and we had the general space as far as just the ability to make our coffee beverages that was like ready to go and something that kind of happens when you're ramping up to open is that all of the details are pretty much insurmountable and you can't get your mind around all of them in a perfect way and you kind of need to test run it a little bit to see all the things you need to focus on immediately and so it's like a good and bad thing to soft open or whatever just to open up the doors before you're ready um i think for us it's been a good thing but it makes us really put the spotlight on the things that aren't working perfectly. Yeah, we rushed it pretty hard. We rushed it. We rushed it pretty hard. Yeah. Which is fine. Our team rose to the occasion and is just freaking blowing me away personally with the amount of work they're willing to do and the ability to go the extra mile and the ability to just adjust to things on the fly. And there's a lot of training that we did. And just to be like super real with everybody out there, there's a lot of training that we weren't able to do. Right. And there's a lot of, you know, pressures pushing on us from a lot of angles, which is we know the coffee's good. So that's great. We know that we know how to make coffee and train. We have a staff of mixed experienced people. And then the other things that don't have to do with coffee that are like, we've been paying rent on this building for over one a year, year and four months or something like that. So it was time to open. So getting getting customers in the door and the neighborhood was kind of waiting on it is just kind of a no-brainer. And it's been rad. But again, I can't say enough about the staff. Just being able to do what they do. And this is, there's people who are baristas, but there's people who are just straight out this is some of their first jobs and they're doing amazing things phenomenal like more than i could ever dream of doing we have when i was like 18 yeah no chance straight out of high school hustling for us for like 12 hours on some of it on their own time just because they want to yeah people keep showing up to like help with dishes and we're like go home (laughs) dan dan's like the dish champion right now he's a creamy beige champion (laughs) he's a creamy beige I don't know if we talked about our blended drink. Did we talk about our blended drink? We actually drink? haven't talked about our menu at all. Let's talk about the menu. Everybody. So we have like a pretty fun menu for us. The menu is like wide open. It's it's really diverse and it includes, obviously we have espresso, cappuccino, and then we, we threw a couple other fun things on there. So I hate saying Gibraltar, Gibraltar, Gibraltar. It's like the most annoying thing to me. It's also just a cup. It's just a cup. Yeah, it's the name of a cup. And, you know, I'm not trying to give Libby any play. They, they sell enough glassware. 
Libby. This is an <laughs> update. This is an update. <laughs> you know those got, pictures it's that a picture I, hate. I, I steamed it in an update. <laughs> what do you have? I'll have a rattleware to go. Yeah, one rattleware to go. Yeah, maybe a solo. Maybe a W's. <laughs> Forget about it. Um, and it. <laughs> Forget, Forget about, about it. it. At Ritual, way back in the day, we had a Gibraltar, and then we had another tiny cup that was bigger than our standard macchiato cup. And we called it a bunch of different things, but one of the things that we called it was a makeout. And I think Crystal was the first person that called it that. So our friend Sean White, who makes awesome ceramics, is making some cups for us that are going to be a makeout. And Not that Sean White, everyone. Not Chill the out. snowboarder Sean White. That snowboarder could never make a ceramic. Coffee roaster slash artist Sean White. He's slash making model. Some, slash model. Male model. Some four and a half ounces ones for us. And he made a test run of some different ceramics that came out at a nice like seven ounces. They're beautiful. They're green, speckled blue and white. And we're doing a flat white in those. Yeah. And they're actually really fun to drink out of. And they're hang super out with. awesome. Beautiful cups. So shout out, Sean. His Good job. His handle is flat white. I think yep. it's flat underscore white. That's correct. On Instagram. He He's does, worth a look. He does really good work. Yeah, some of the other things that's kind of fun is we've we've kind of dedicated one size to each drink, uh, for the very very most part. We make it's been like streamlined, and oddly enough, nobody has complained. One person asked for a sixteen ounce drink, and all we did is we said, "Hey, bring in your own cup, sixteen ounces. We'll charge you the same price. It's all good." Right. In, if you have like a for here cup or our to go cup or whatever. Yeah. If you want something bigger, bring in your own to go cup. It promotes for us like using less and less waste and we'll charge you less or whatever we'll charge you the same price i guess it would be less than a 16 ounce price for that drink yeah we'll fill it. up your extra large cup and then oh auto only charge you for a small coffee we have uh energy saving auto dimmers on our lights so that if anybody forgets to turn them off they turn off by themselves pretty kick buns at eight o'clock and they just did and the outside <laughs> lights just come on so that's pretty sweet um, other things on the menu, you were talking about the sizes, which you people in the bigger cities are like, oh, we've been doing that forever. We haven't in Santa Cruz. Okay. It's Nobody a, does it's a different thing Cruz. for, for this market. Our market's different, but I think it's fun. Um, a couple weird things that we got that are some of my favorite favorites that I had today. One is the Vitamix blenders. Vitamix blenders are coming in point. We've got, you want some hot coffee? Maybe throw some MCT oil in it. Oh. Maybe a tablespoon of butter. Blend oh. that stuff together. Ooh, baby. Bulletproof is <laughs> kind of what they call it sometimes, but it's just like a paleo hot drink. It's a paleo hot drink. Yeah, yeah. Bulletproof is a brand name. Exactly. So, yeah, it's not exactly that. You guys know what we're talking about, though. Yeah. You throw that stuff together and you blend it and it becomes frothy. Frothy. We got really good MCT oil Yeah. from Caveman. Caveman. That grass-fed butter, and it, it's crazy because I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I started drinking this stuff like last year intermittently. Right, it's way better than you think it's going to be, and the combination of the butter and the oil when it gets blended and frothy, it tastes creamy. Oh, it doesn't good. taste oily or like slick or anything. It almost no. tastes like it's got a little half and half or heavy cream like Olay style in it. Yeah, it's like its own drink for sure. I mean, it's yeah, it, honestly, it's its own thing. I love it. It's hella good. It's hella good. Yeah, I said hella too. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. The other thing is we got ourselves a drink called the Creamy Beige. Creamy Beige. We got all <laughs> things that are good. We got Baileys. <laughs> creamy. creamy. <laughs> we got creamy Beige is uh, it's a coffee milkshake that we make in-house, basically. 
It's, yeah. our, it's our own take on the frappuccino. It's like a frappe. It's like a blended Basically uh, like a frappe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is good. Those things are hot. People are really into them right now. Yeah, it's got uh, it's got some sweet and condensed milk, some chocolate, some little espresso sprinkles, half, sprinkles, a shot of espresso inside there. Ice, half, half, blend that thing up. And it turns into basically it, ice cream. It turns into Baileys. It's turning pretty Creamy. many heads. It's turning. My favorite thing is walking to the walk-up window with yeah. one and yelling outside, creamy beige. I got a creamy beige for <laughs> creamy you guys. Creamy beige. It's catching on like wildfire. If y'all want a creamy beige, come on down. I'm so down with the Vitamix. I'm too. I love them. I also made my breakfast in it this morning. I had some protein powder and some green powder, and I'm I made gonna, myself a nice smoothie. I'm going to bring some of that stuff, too. You should definitely bring some. Breakfast we should probably buy some and keep it here. We should for the staff, Like some right? emergency food. Yep. For people, when they get hungry, they forgot food, and they're just like, whip up like a nice... 20-gram plant-based Nice multivitamin soap. protein mm-hmm. shake. I'm into that. Get all your macros and micros covered. I love the macros and the micros. We got ourselves... Somebody asked a while back how we were going to end up doing iced coffee. And the answer is we've been flash brewing it and our recipe is our recipe. But I'm going to tell you, it's a really simple recipe and it's been freaking fantastic. People are loving it. I'm really into it. I'm so, into it. Uh, I'm not sweating it either, you guys. And uh, for all y'all who like toddy, that's chill. Keep loving toddy. For all y'all who want to jump on to something that might be easier and tastes really good still, you could maybe do this and work a little less hard. Even if it tasted exactly the same, I would, I would still do it this way because you don't have buckets of shit sitting around yeah, everywhere. Yeah, coffee's fresh every time. And it, yeah, and you use it and then you rebrew it. It's, it doesn't make a mess. And it takes like seven minutes all in. Yeah, pretty much. I don't understand why <laughs> you want to use 24 hours to make a batch of coffee. It's lower acidity, Jer. Yeah, it's not. It's Actually, <laughs> it might be. It's lower acidity, Jer. It might be lower perceived acidity, but I don't really agree with you. Well, anyway. It's smooth. Oh. Toddy is smooth. It tastes like a liqueur. It's creamy beige. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's like a short round. Our by the cup program has been off the chain. 70 to 80 seconds per cup. Yeah. Yeah, 70 to 80 seconds, and it varies a little depending on the, the roast profile, but we're doing everything on a Strata AV. The pump pressure set at just over three bars, so about three and a half bars of pressure. Running the group heads pretty hot, and then brew-wise, we're doing a two-second pre-infusion blast with an eight-second hold pattern, so for basically like 10 seconds of what we'll call bloom, yep. and then... Boom! The auto volumetric kicks in, and we're brewing the coffee in sixty to seventy, 70 seconds. seconds. Yeah, and coarse ground coffee in a twenty-one gram basket. EK forty-three. Yeah, on the grinder, everything pre-dosed, and yeah, oh yeah, we got a really deep basket in there. Here's the advantage to this. We've been first of all the advantage. There's like eighteen. Well, advantage. yeah, yeah. Here's uh, well, <laughs> I was talking. Yeah, okay. So here's an advantage of it. There's tons of advantages. And what's really cool, too, is we've had a lot of validation from other coffee professionals that have rolled through. They've been feeling it, which is really cool. Um, But what's awesome about this is you can put any coffee in there at any time. Kill it. Literally kill it will. Your whole menu is available in less than two minutes for anybody who orders it. And we still have the spouts on the portafilters. So if we want to brew two, like, six-ounce cups. Good to go. Nailed it. Yeah. So we haven't added that to the menu. We have tons of things to add to this place still. We sit here and we're like, yeah, we almost finished. 
but we've been also doing around like nearly 400 tickets a day, which is crazy and awesome. For the first two days. In we didn't even days. really I tell mean, anybody. We yeah. didn't. Yeah. I mean, we put it on the minor, internet. Minor. But, yeah. But we put it on the internet with less than 16, 12 hours of heads up. And the turnout has been amazing. Santa Cruz is fantastic. It's definitely home. And I forgot how many friends I had because I hadn't been serving coffee here. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we're for sure home. Um, it's also great to know that we've hired amazing staff because all of their friends are coming in. And I'm like, oh, yeah, these people are also super special and plugged into this community in like really cool different ways. I'm like absolutely so proud of our team. You guys are going to get tired of us talking about them. But I just I have to say it again. If you can get yourself really locked into like some sort of motivationally based interviewing and like values based interviewing, you're going to find people who are really on your team for the right reasons and who like think the same way as you. And I just, I guess I haven't had that as much as I thought in the past because I have it right now. And I'm like, whoa, this is a trip. It's so cool for me. It's really surreal. It could be, or it could be, I think we do, we do have that. And then I think another thing that we're experienced is being the boss. Right. They've got our back. On and a it's interesting level. to have people do work for you and want to do work for you. Right. I know how that feels on the other side. And right. I know I've had people in my life who are like, yeah, dude, I'll do anything for you. Mm. Like, what do you need? Right. You know what I mean? For sure. Having a team that's got your back 100% and being able to help them is crazy. Yeah. You never know what that feels like on the other side until you're like, wow, this feels like really cool. <laughs> this is kind of crazy. Helping people if and being helped as it turns out, is good. It's good. It's good. Feels good. So, that, yeah, that's some good stuff. You know what else is kind of good stuff? The world's going to get ready for this bomb to drop. I'm cool having <laughs> syrups. I'm cool. Did you know that there's companies out there all over the world that make really nice syrups? We're not having a ton of them, but I don't understand why anybody would want it. I mean, actually, I do get the idea, but... Making your own syrup in-house doesn't necessarily make a better syrup always. And it definitely makes a lot more work for you and your staff. And so for us right now, we're actually cool with a couple of uh, organic syrups that we're going to get together and maybe syrups in general. So I just I think that's kind of fun and funny. People are actually really into it. It's sugar and water. It's always sugar and water at the end of the day. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> sugar and water. So for us, we realized sugar and water can come and you know be made somewhere else, or it could be made right here. Figured we let somebody else make it and let our team focus on our people. Yeah, I think my favorite part of well, no, this is that's totally a lie. <laughs> I'm all my favorite part. I was what I was gonna say is. My favorite part of working bar has been the pumps that we have. We have so pumps. We have pumps for our chocolate and stuff. So you get a mocha and you squirt the pump in. And everywhere I've worked for the past like 18,000 years has used... What is that sound? Oh, the it's water. Draining. Okay. Oh, so many weird sounds to learn Sitting in the cafe. cafe. <laughs> um, you know, you take your chocolate out of a squirt bottle and then you squirt it into like a jigger and then you pour that into the cup <laughs> but you basically you're always pouring one ounce but now you just pump it and it goes right in the cup it's pretty sick you can buy pumps that actually if you uh pump them pump out one ounce of syrup per pump yeah it's it's tight and if nothing else 
your mochas will, if it's like slightly over an ounce, your chocolate or your syrups will always be that same amount if you pump the same pump. So anyways, just a thought. Pump the pump. Pump, pump the pump. Pump up the jam. Pump Let's it. get back to our pump pour over by the cup program, though. How my, I want to drink it all the time. My favorite thing is that it's just so blazingly fast. It's no joke. In here's, one here's, and a half minutes all in, you can have a coffee. The workflow is someone orders the coffee. We've got several things pre-dosed by the EK43, which is right by the Strata. The second Strata, Strata just for brewing coffee. Go in, throw the coffee in the grinder. Coffee comes out the other end. It goes into the portafilter. We do a little like tap settle and a very light tamp. It's more like a kiss. It's more like a, yeah, it's more like a polish. We just like, ooh, throw it in there, hit brew. And then the brew cycle, as we said, 60 whatever seconds. Here's the <laughs> trip. It comes out half the time faster than the, the espresso drinks come out. Right. If you ordered like some lattes and a by the cup, you're by the cups beating everything else. It's kind of weird. Which basically never happens anywhere. Yeah, it's making me proud. That and also the creamy beige. Like our team, this is just another shout out to our team. They've been so on it with this kind of back bar that Chris and I will be on the bar with a lot of drinks. We've been pretty slammed making the espresso drinks. But we're still averaging probably like three to four minutes, you know, all in wait times. But these drinks blended drinks and by the cups are coming out in like two minutes and i'm just seeing them fired off and the bulletproof coffees are all just like boom 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 they're firing it off and i'm like damn these kids can't be beating me out the dough <laughs> don't be beating me out the door but they are and i'm actually i'm really stoked on that because chris and i are pretty fast over there and we don't even have our our bar flow 100 percent dialed we we had a few well let's, progr- let's programming issues and then not being, you know, 100% ready to open. We we're just like learning on the fly. Let's do both sides of the coin. So we talked about a bunch of good stuff. Let's talk about a bunch of weird stuff that oh, I think tons is of weird funny. Stuff. So we totally blew it um, on our towel order, which <laughs> got in late. So we don't have towels. So we have a mishmash of towels around the cafe. Tons of homemade ones. pretty cool. There's like purple, green, yellow, just stuff that we got at the store and stuff that we took from our kitchens towels that were too big that we literally <laughs> cut in half with box cutters to make them the right size we're living the dream <laughs> so i think that's pretty funny and i think that's awesome and then we have our knock boxes are set in interesting locations so a lot of times you have towels tucked into the knock box that doesn't work at our cafe so what we're gonna do is have these little clips or clamps that'll be clamped to the underside of the bar that the towels can just hang in the clamps we don't have those either yet put on so we just kind of have towels floating around so the bar has been kind of like a mess it's been so dirty it's, it's for been, us it's been really dirty and our team is seeing this this first scenario of us talking super clean and then having this kind of hag spot and all chris <laughs> and i are doing is like i hope they don't learn that this is okay yeah i'm like so embarrassed i'm like oh I'm so embarrassed yeah we're like i'm not very good There's at this a, you know coffee flying everywhere and it's whatever so that that's one thing that's cool. And then we definitely have some workflow things to work out in general in the cafe. With like any new space, you're just yeah. kind of getting used to it. In a few weeks, it's not going to be a big deal. We had some hiccups with the POS, which we got adjusted pretty quickly. Yeah, and then we just have we just have things like a couture mall. We have to we have to hang the the kitchen display dealios, which is where we read our orders. They're digital on little iPad minis. Like the stands aren't here. They were supposed to be here and they got back ordered, but nobody told us they were back ordered and we paid for like two day shipping. But 
that was over a week ago <laughs> or two weeks ago almost now. So we're sitting here with like our kitchen display monitors, which is just our backup to the iPad Revel system, just like sitting on some plates, basically <laughs> like leaning on stuff. And it looks hot. Yeah. And then our, our POS stands are like not to be existent. So they're just we got iPads on the counters. It's like a little ghetto for us. But yeah, it's a little strange. The good news is, is that it'll always get better now. And so people will be like, wow. The, I mean, dude, the merch shelf's not even done yet. It's like, it's like sitting there a one third full with like drywall hanging off part of it. <laughs> and the, so the merch shelf, if anybody's seen it in pictures, it's this slatted wood shelf that's supposed to be, that, that is in front of our mural. And the shelf is supposed to have a lip on every layer. And so we can stock mugs coffee and items on them and the lip will keep them from falling off but right now there's no lip so we don't have it stocked high because if someone jostles something or pushes it from the other side you could literally drop a mug on someone's head yeah we're not into that idea it'll slide right off the shelf so it looks pretty bare in the (laughs) pictures (laughs) i'm looking at it right now it's like Like, (laughs) got this big old shelf with nothing on it check out this cool one too (laughs) this one's kick kick buns the uh the trash didn't get set up (laughs) (laughs) and when we say trash we mean like the big dumpster you know like the one that keeps all the trash from doing nearly 400 tickets a day so we've been we've been having to handle that in some um i mean we haven't been running and throwing our stuff illegally in other people's trash cans that's actually honest but we've had to find some creative ways to deal with that fortunately our contractor is going to come bring his huge huge whatever trailer deal and we're gonna load it up with all of our trash and recycling and he's the nico chancharulo trailer chancharu chanch <laughs> chanchi hey chanchi hey nico chancharulo here pop on over let's get down to business let's get down to business i'm a contractor and i own a crossfit gym he does he does some things two of them i mean other than that it's been really really fun we get morning afternoon and evening sun it just basically goes straight up over the middle of our of our cafe slash roastery. It runs basically straight down the middle of it from one side to the other. So the morning this morning was out of control. Fully ridiculous. There was so many people sitting outside and yeah, our whole space basically opens up. I've had a few people actually talk about it. Oh, what was that cafe in Byron Bay? It was called like top, top a lot, tops pots. Sir top a lot. Sir chancha lots. Top pot donuts in Seattle. I'm going to look it up right now. We've had like three people say it reminds us of this cafe in Byron Bay and we haven't been able to go to Australia yet, but it's, I'm going to call top something, top coffee, Byron Bay. I'm getting totally tech. Anyway, it, oh, it's called top shop, top shop, top shop coffee in in Byron Bay. Someone's on our deck. There they go. See you later. Hey. Yeah. Our window, we have a big sliding glass window and then these little windows open up in front of the espresso machine. I'm looking at you guys, Top Shop Coffee. Let's call it. Let's call it a little shout out to you. There's some, there's some good stuff going on here. It is a lot of windows up there. Window, window, oh, window, window. Oh, they're saying it doesn't look anything like our building. It doesn't at look all. anything like it. There's Nothing. a lot of. You could tell it used to look like kind of like a house, which is what our building looked like before we yeah. built it. Yeah. There was an angle of one shot that I was like, I get that, like that. See. Oh yeah, it's like community activity. If you look up the Top Shop, yeah, it's definitely community vibes. A lot of outdoor seating and like. It just opens up so you can feel like you're inside and outside. Um, for all y'all who are around, we uh, we have soft open, so feel free to cruise by. We're here six to six every single day. Um, and for 
for all y'all who've been supporting on the on the subscription service and all that stuff. Thank you so much. It's been fun to to roast on our new roaster. We finally got a, a couple batches in over the last week. It's a, that San Franciscan is extremely responsive and so 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 fun to roast on. It's hot. It is really hot. Um, I'm having such a good time right now. Brain hurts. It's got a bigger capacity than like the L12 Probat too, which is nice. So much power in that burner. Bigger batches and like just make it rain. Yeah. Playing at the bar flow this morning was nuts. It's just we got six porta filters. So three in the machine, three lined up from the side. And then I think my favorite workflow was we have the Malconic peak. So click the porta filter in the peak. It starts to grind, pull another filter out of the machine, wipe it down get it clean and dry and then actually send it at the end of the line of the three that are waiting on the counter. Then the other one gets ground out, pull that out, swap another one in yeah, and repeat that and get like a deck of three or so ready to go and then go. And then you get in this on off rotation where one is like the odd man out. And every once in a while you have to pull like a random porta filter right. and like that doesn't make any sense, but <laughs> people are you, listening. They're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, that was a lot of info. Uh, well, anyway, once, once we get that second person involved, we have knock boxes on both sides. So on the steam, on the steamer side, while that whole thing is happening and there's a barista dosing and, and tamping, the other person could be pulling porta filters and cleaning them for that barista in the future. We're going to get this thing down. It's I feel be really like fun. the three is going to be like the, the porta filter prepper, someone who yep. will literally knock out clean dose and maybe redistribute and then the barista will like fill syrups stage cups right tamp brew organize the top of the machine and then like the milk steamer will steam and serve yeah it'll be over i don't know i mean that might not end up being how it works but mucho ideas it just seems like when you have mini porta filters in play and you can move that along and then if like the porta filter line dwindles out and you like that person can float back and forth, right? So let's say like they go hard, get six porta filters prepped, and right. the machine's all taken up. You've got three groups running, and then you've got three porta filters tamped. That person flexes, boom, to the other side of the machine, and then he's taken pictures from the milk steamer who's steamed them, and he just grabs, right. pours, serve, and then when that's all cleaned out, back to porta filters. Working in circles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That person's floating back and forth while the other two are locked down, and then you have like a. It's like I'm a just round saying, robin. It's just tight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We're excited. Think you, about that. Yeah. Um. So that's been the last couple days. Anyway, so enough about us. Let's talk about you. We got a couple quick questions. You ready for this? My dad and I have messed around with some stovetop roasting. Do you think this is a good start to learning? Huh? <laughs> I've comboed it with reading a lot. That was of the first part of the question. That was it. <laughs> comboed it with, <laughs> with reading. Yeah, start from the top. <laughs> that was exactly the first <laughs> sentence, Chris. My dad and I have messed around with some stovetop <laughs> roasting. Do you think this is a good start in learning about roasting? I've comboed it with reading a lot of books and talking to local roasters. I feel ready to take a step further. What type of small batch roaster do you think would be a good one to start with? Also, would you recommend roasting coffees from all different regions to get better understanding of the flavor profiles? I really want to grow my palate. <clears throat> Any ideas or ways to practice this? The ultimate goal for my wife and I is to start up our own cafe. We want to have it more of a retail focus. She's a graphic artist, so we want to incorporate this into the shop in a variety of ways. I've read a lot about specialty coffee and third wave shops. 
What is it you guys think that defines being a specialty coffee shop? Do you feel like a lot of people are hoping, hopping on this bandwagon but not really doing it the right way? I want to find our niche in the coffee world. We truly believe in genuine service and doing little things that make a big difference in the guest experience. I want to combine this with great coffee and a fun retail environment. Thanks for your feedback and awesome information that you have out there for us. Best of luck with the start of our cafe. That mural is amazing. Shout out Nick Vargas. This is from Dominic in Denver. Sleepless in Seattle. Well, Dominic in Denver. There's like eight questions in here. Which one do we start with? I mean, what's a good starting roaster? I don't know. You could do like a Hucky. Uh, are we talking? It, it's hard to say quest. if he's going to really do this for his business. Small batch roaster. I don't know what you mean by small batch roaster. I'm going to slide in. Jared went over to the side here. So if you're looking at, okay, if you're going to start a business, this is what I would recommend. Buy the biggest thing that you can fit in whatever space you have. So if you're looking and thinking about buying, oh, I'm going to buy one of these like two kilo or three kilo things. If you have the space to fit a proper, you know, 12 kilo, 15 kilo roaster, you should probably do it. Unless you only ever plan on roasting for your shop. And even then... I don't know. Roasting batch after batch after batch after batch in such small volumes seems like it would get tedious. Not that roasting is not fun or anything. It just takes you away from a lot of other things. You know, if you can do like your entire week in a day, that's great. And if it takes you like a few days or does that make any sense? I mean, if you want to have a quality shop, I'm going to be straightforward, honest with you. The level that I feel like you want to achieve, you need to have as much time to do all sorts of other things besides roast coffee. If it wasn't for our team, Chris, Charles, and I would not have anything going for us right now. <laughs> I mean, really, truly, right? There's so much going on that we need a big roaster like that. We need to be able to crush out roasts at that level. There's so many things to think about if you ever want to start a business. Yeah. I mean, I would start with like a little home roaster. I would start with a Hucky or a Quest or just something that's a drum type roaster that you can kind of play with because you're on the stovetop right now. So there's levels here. And I think you're maybe a little bit off from actually really getting a space and roasting your own coffee, which is totally awesome. But I think you could play with that. Yeah. And I, I haven't played too much with a lot of those little San Franciscans are sick, but they're a little, they're pretty sick. They might be a little chunk of change for you at this point. Right. Yeah. The, the SF one is awesome. Super awesome. But it's also like 10 grand. Yeah. Which so, I don't know if you're there yet. Yeah. So for phase one, but when you want to get serious, you just go there. Um, what kind of coffees should you roast? I I mean... It doesn't matter. Get doesn't them all. Matter. Yeah, get a bunch of different ones. Taste the different ones. Literally just roast coffee and taste it. Yeah, you want to see how it kind of reacts and... Yeah, you, you just need to get your mind around what it, what happens in there. And I would probably buy a, like, maybe not full bags, but like... 20 pounds if you had a really tiny roaster right like 20 to 50 pounds of three different coffees like something awesome from guat some kind of like coffee from yoga chef maybe yeah far and then, reasons far apart yeah and then something else from i don't know wherever columbia enough to where you could roast you know multiple batches of these and see how they change over time and really yep. kind of dial them in themselves and see how different coffees from different regions react yeah it's or what you big. think about them as far as developing your palate you need to taste everything and all the time I mean, that's truly, there's no other way to develop your palate than to taste everything all the time. And Chris and I are weird about this, but we taste things even when we're not in the mood to because we can't help it. 
you have to continue to be curious always, 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 always be curious and dissect it and try to figure it out, have kind of an analytical brain around it. And that will just take practice and time, to be honest with you. Taste a lot of espressos, taste a lot of different people's coffees. If you're speaking specifically about coffee. <coughs> what else we got? He reads a lot about specialty coffee. What is it that to defines you guys that defines, special, defines being a specialty coffee shop? I have no idea. I think buying good coffees, and when we say good coffees, we mean coffees that are clean. Right. Like free of a lot of defects that have good clarity of flavor and just some sort of varietal characteristic. They're coffees that I call them like they're like alive, you know? Yeah. They're, they're more than one dimensional. That's like the base starting level, roasting them so those things show up and then giving them to people in a way that accentuates your style. You know, it's like, do you feel like a lot of people are hopping on the bandwagon right. but not really doing it the right way? No, I mean, the bandwagon, like the bigger our industry is, the better. Right. You know what I mean? The, the more good coffee that's out there and like doing it the right way. There's not one entity that owns specialty coffee. You know, there's not a little cookie cutter framework and like you're doing it wrong and i'm doing it the right way i think you know what i mean like who can own the tree who can own the water <laughs> Ernest. Ernest goes to camp <laughs> it's true i mean the best thing you could do is give an authentic experience the only ones who would be hurting uh, especially coffee are the ones who are being exclusive in the way they serve it and and turning people off to it but even you know even they might even find a niche um I don't think there's a bandwagon to be had unless you're just trying to copy and even copying is like the greatest flattery. So, you know, hard to tell. Uh, let's see. Yeah, if I was just starting a coffee business, I would probably spend some money, take a vacation, visit a bunch of different coffee shops in a bunch of different regions, take a ridiculous amount of notes and a bunch of pictures and then put together like a mishmash of what I thought were the best aspects of those and then sprinkle my own flavor on top of that. To make it happen, I think that's gonna. I think that's gonna be your jump off there, Dominic. Does that make sense? I yeah. I wish. I wish the best of luck to you, Dominic. Go crush the game out there, you know. And you know, with that, I think. Uh, I think it's time for us to maybe hallelujah, holler back, and go to bed. Cause yeah, I gotta be here at about you know five a.m., which means I gotta wake up at about four twenty a.m., which means it's almost nine p.m. and it's time to do that. <laughs> Yep, I'm tired too. Yeah, it's been a long couple of days. We're gonna Thank keep you. it going. Thank you guys for Thank the support. For listening. Thank you to Calafia again. Thank you to Curtis Wilbur Curtis again, and uh, we'll see you out there, or I'll see you at another time. Okay, that's very confusing. That Goodbye. is very confusing. Bye bye. All right, that's the end of all the questions that we have for now. But uh, yeah, just some other kind of fun stuff that's happened is we helped Calafia uh, launch a how to steam almond milk video that turned out pretty good and the funniest part of it is that everybody assumes it was the barista series all enough but chris was that true the pours on there were actually done with the normal almond milk you see the barista milk in the first shot because we had the box there but they both pour really really well and the shots that we ended up using for the video there's two there's like a slow zeta kind of thing and then a stacked up tulip and those were both with the standard off the shelf non-barista series almond milk and it's interesting because a lot of people were writing in or, or tagging on instagram like oh man it must be the barista this other stuff doesn't work it does but you just have to be really delicate with it when you steam we explain it in the video it's in the video it's in the video 
a lot of the a lot of the tips in the video you'll watch it and they seem pretty standard you're like oh yeah and a lot of people overthink the milk alternatives too much so you can find the video on Calafia's facebook page there's a little truncated version of it on their instagram and they have it on Calafia's youtube page so it's just a little two minute video about what we the techniques we use to steam and pour almond milk so check it out we think it's super fun hopefully help some of y'all out if you're having almond milk or milk alternative problems yeah it definitely definitely was fun to do and yeah just thanks again to calfia for being such cool supporters of the podcast and actually while we're at it we might as well just shout out our boy brant curtis he's putting together some cool custom stuff we got his g4 thermal pro brewer going into the shop brant curtis is the guy but curtis brewers is the company true and they just put together some amazing pre-dialed brewers so you don't really have to do much when you get them to the shop you just plug and play i've used the seraphim before and those gold cup brewers and you can definitely make all those things produce really amazing coffee if you're going to make coffee at restaurants and stuff like think about that product potentially for you it's a it's a really easy program it push a button and the water brews the coffee for you it just pours right on the deal it's kind of a plug and play yeah if you don't want to spend hours surfing in a menu but you want your coffee to taste awesome you should think about it yep so anyways that's 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 our time to just thank our friends over there uh and just thank you to all you who are listening and to um we're gonna shout out hawthorne in san diego they uh have picked up some of our coffee and they've only been open for i think just under a year dylan down there in the crew is really attempting to put out some hot hot stuff they're giving you the love so it's, it's going down uh so pop on over to hawthorne in san diego i don't even know the neighborhood but chris and i are going to be down there visiting in the next couple months and hanging out for a weekend so when we are we'll make sure to let you know so you can come high five us other than that we got ourselves actually we have one more question people keep asking for single origin coffee on the internet mm. and we only have that available through subscription. So if you want single origin coffee from us on the internet, you're going to have to pop onto our website, get yourself a subscription. We're rotating through many different coffees. You're going to get a lot of different fun stuff from all over the place. We just sent out the Kenyan coffee that everybody should be receiving soon. And I'm really excited about it. Uh, otherwise, it's only going to be the answer. It's the answer is subscription. So roll the dice with your homies. Trust us or <laughs> pick the, the answer dice. because it's always there for you always there yeah oh, man I don't, I don't even know what to say it feels about right i just want to say thank you yeah just to everybody bad, that's dude. listening it's doing the podcast we've said this before but it's really fun for us to do and it's a really cool vehicle for us to be able to connect and share and share not just our opinions but other people's stories and other people's takes on things and it's just been this crazy journey and we just love it and we're, we're not gonna stop doing it just so you know no, we're going to keep it going. We're going to keep it going. We're going to keep it going hard in the paint. So to everybody who's listening, we love it. Thank you so stay, much. Stay gold. Can't, can't thank you enough. Anyway, with that, you know, this is the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. Chris and Jared in Santa Cruz, California. Yeah, you're. See you all later. Be well. <laughs>